On today's show, the hangover continues, and now the Mavericks turn the corner and ask, who are these Golden State Warriors? Are they a good matchup for the Mavericks or not? We'll talk about that. And do you believe the Mavericks can still win? They believe. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. No one believe, but everybody in this locker room believe. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager. Letting it ride for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show. Join the 14,000 that have subscribed to Locked On Maps. And the best way to help us grow the show is to comment Mavs in blank below. How many games do you think it'll take for the Mavs to win this series? Let us know in the comments below. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The tissue titan, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? You've been sitting on that one for a little bit. You've had that one in your back pocket since yesterday's spot. Um, the morning after... Just like you have the tissues in your pocket. <laughs> The morning after, um, just so many thoughts. I, you know, I tweeted this out today or yesterday, and I legitimately—I'm not even kidding you—I legitimately woke up this morning. <laughs> I opened my eyes after a few hours of sleep. Congrats! And and I, my first thought was, was that real? Like, right. Was that was that legitimately a like a dream from just how the game played out? Obviously, we did. You know, post game pod, just all of that. And it's like, what was that legitimately real? And, you know, it all clicked in, you know, when the Suns released a statement. <laughs> When's the last time a franchise lost so bad that they had to release a statement? Some people were saying to me that the Tampa Bay Lightning got swept like one year and they had to release a statement because they were supposed to win the title and then they got swept and it was like this whole thing. But today, the Phoenix Suns at 540 Central Time. Um, posted today is a new day for Phoenix Suns fans. Always, a always a good start. It's a new dawn. It's a new the work dawn. on next season is already underway. As employees, fans, partners, and uh, six members, Phoenix Suns, you should be proud of what you've helped this team and our organization accomplish. For three straight, uh. straight seasons, we've been raising the bar on expectations and accomplishments. Ooh. That wouldn't have been possible without the incredible support from our fans. We're in this together. We win together. We lose together. I don't know if we lose together. I don't know if we lose together. If I'm a Phoenix Suns fan today, I'm like, I don't know if we lose together like that. Uh, we fight together, and only way we get better is together. Thank you for supporting us. And so we look ahead to the start of our new chapter. Whoo! Wow. Oh, I, I have one thing to say to that. Everybody act tough when they up. Everybody act tough when they up. Um, what's that? What was that creative pitch meeting like? I'm like, who who's bringing that up? Hey, James. Um, <laughs> fan base Jones. is pretty down right now like it, it's pretty tough like what what are we all feeling like what's everybody's mood right now who raised their hand what intern raised their hand and said <laughs> we should release a statement somebody come up with a, st- a statement and just to apologize for the fans five paragraphs <laughs> <laughs> starting a new chapter it's probably a sarver thing he's like he, he he led the goat out of the out of the office and was like all right now let's start actually the real work here <laughs> 
And, and somebody, uh, another intern was like, hey, I'll write down Chris Paul's failures, but it'll actually be longer than the statement. So in the playoffs. <laughs> oh. Sorry, oh. sorry, sorry, All right, let's let's talk about who this Warriors team is because we only have this episode and then we have the crossover before the series actually starts. The Mavs first start playing on Wednesday and we know about the schedule now. Schedule is pretty interesting. Um, every game is going to be on at 8 p.m. Central time except for potentially game seven, which is at seven central. One day off in between every single game again this time. So that's definitely interesting to think about. Uh, because it's a, a conference finals, that's just the way it's going to be. There's going to be no multiple days off, which we thought maybe multiple days off would help Chris Paul and help the Suns. It apparently didn't in Game 7, but uh, this is notable for uh, the Warriors, who are just an older team because of those three guys. Um, and also, every game is on TNT, and I know that that is not what, what many Mavs fans want to hear at this wah, point wah. with Reggie Miller, but here we are. Um, but who are these Warriors? I just want to go through a couple things just so that we know what's the broad overview of what the Warriors are. I'm going to do a crossover with Cyrus from Lockdown Warriors to talk all about that, but this is what I dug up. The Warriors are a really good defensive team. Another really good defensive team this Mavericks team is facing. They were number two in the NBA in defensive rating, 107.6. With Draymond on the court, 104, which would be mm. the best defense in the NBA by a lot. Uh, without him, they would be a 109.5, which would have been third in the NBA this year. So with or without Draymond on the floor, they have been a really good defensive team. Yeah, oh, I thought you were going to keep on going with your your point, points here. I had been talking a while, and I just wanted to do <laughs> um, no, I got to no, distribute. They, I got to distribute like Luca. Uh, no, they're they're literally one of the best defenses in the, in the entire NBA. You know, yeah. Basketball Reference actually had them number one a defensive rating. Um, you yeah, look he's at cleaning the glass, so it's a little. They rate him a little different. Yeah, so I mean, you look at some other, you know, defensive stuff. You know, they're second in opponent field goals uh, per game. They're second in opponent field goal percentage uh, per game. They're twentieth. Th this is kind of a telling stat, especially for Dallas. They're twentieth in the NBA in opponent three point attempts. So yeah. they give up a lot of three point attempts, they but they're third in the league in opponent three point percentage. And so it like tells you something like, hey, they'll they'll give up the three. Like teams will shoot the three, but they're gonna defend it and they're gonna close out well. That at least tells me a little bit with that. Or uh, they're giving the, up the types of threes that teams normally don't shoot well, right? Like they don't allow a ton of corner threes, which is gonna yeah. be really interesting for the Mavs uh, for sure. But with that defense, they don't allow any shots at the rim. And I found this so interesting because they're first in the NBA in the regular season in allowing shots at the rim. They don't have like a rim protector. They have Draymond. Yeah. They have Kevon Looney, who's like the same size as Dwight Powell. And they don't allow any shots at the rim. 27% of the shots that they allow were at the rim. And guess what? In the playoffs, that went down to 19% so far against the mm. Grizzlies, who have, who have you know, Driver and Jaw, uh, against the um, – against the – the Nuggets, who have you know Jokic, who's going to take a bunch of shots around the rim, like they don't allow shots at the rim at all. And if you start looking at who are the top teams in the regular season that didn't allow any shots at the rim, get ready for this. This blew my mind today. The top four teams in the in the regular season this year in least amount of shots allowed at the rim. Golden State was number one. The Mavs are about to play them. Number two was the Boston Celtics. The Mavericks could potentially play them in the finals. Mm. Number three was the Utah Jazz. 
Go Bear. And number no, four no, was the Phoenix Suns. The Mavericks' path to the finals is going through three of the top four teams in least amount of shots allowed at the rim. Like we're seeing the exact same kind of um, you know defense again, that just that they don't allow shots at the rim. And I find that really, really interesting for what the Mavs are going to face and how Luca and Brunson and Dinwiddie are going to be able to attack them. Yeah, because they don't have the traditional you know big man. Right. And I mean, you can even look at rebounds. They're seventh in the league in, in rebounds per game. And you're like, what? They they play small ball, you know, all that. You know, if I think if you look at just zooming out for a second, I think when you zoom out, the, the biggest thing of just looking broadly at this series and at the matchups, you say, all right, we played Gobert in, in round one. We yep. played DeAndre Ayton in round two. And our whole thing from a mass perspective is like, hey, we got this small ball in the back pocket. We have, you know, Dwight, we're going to spot start him a little bit, but then we'll throw Maxi out there. He could switch and he can hit some threes. But even our a card after that we could play is Dorian Finney-Smith at the five. We can go extra small then. And that's kind of like our, our thing. We're going to go small. We're going to shoot a ton of threes. Well, this Warriors team is, is different than the other two teams yeah. in the sense of like, like Kevon Looney might not play this series. Like if he plays, I could see him playing like the Dwight Powell role last series. Like, Hey, he's going to play for like five minutes. And then Rich, you know, Richard Mavs draft was uh, tweeting about this. He's like who, between Looney and Powell. How, I don't know how that matchup is going to work out. And I said, this is exactly how it's going to work out. It's chicken or the egg, right? Like whichever team is like, all right, we're going to take out our center first. And then the other yeah. team is just going to take out their center first. And it's do, does Jason Kidd take out Dwight first or does Steve Kerr, who's going to be back now, thankfully take out, you know, Kevon Looney first. And so that's what that's going to be like for the centers. We're going to see a lot of small. We're going to see a lot of like Draymond at the five. See a lot of like probably Kuminga Wiggins at the five for them. Oh, like, see, I think Kuminga's going to play a decent amount in this series. I think he'll play more minutes than Kevon Looney does in this series. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm with you on that one. Uh, I know Cyrus Sots is on Locked On Warriors. Really wants that to happen. He has been a Kuminga guy all through and through. He is like so high on Kuminga. But I thought it was interesting. They don't allow any shots at the rim. They also. Uh, but they do allow a ton of shots near the rim, which I found this is where the Mavericks can really take advantage. So that you have like the right at the rim shots and then you have like the five feet, six feet, you know, seven feet type shots. They allow yeah. a ton of shots there in the regular season. They allowed 26% of their shots were near the rim. That was 30th in the NBA. And so they allow a bunch and guess who gets a ton of shots near the rim with between Brunson and Dinwiddie and obviously Luca. The Dallas Mavericks. They, they take a ton of shots there. And so the Mavericks are going to get those shots that are those floaters, those little runners, the you know the shots that, <laughs> that look like a floater that Giannis turns into dunks. Like They're going to give up a bunch of those. And yeah. uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how the Mavs attack them. But let's talk about this offense. What does it look like with Curry? Clay is back. What does Draymond bring on offense? What is Wiggins? How did, where did Jordan Poole come from? Let's talk about their offense coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players in an over-under in their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. All you have to do is head to prize picks right now. You can see whatever they have for NBA. They have MMA. They have all they have eSports. They have all kinds of different things that you can check out for, um, for prize picks. Like right now they have, they have, oh, here we go. We ha they have Luka Doncic, game one, over-under Isaac, 32 and a half points. Um, over. And then they have Steph Curry over under 27 and a half points. Over. 
Over for both of those. If you put down 20 bucks, you can win 60. If you put down 100 bucks, you can win 300. That is how easy it works on prize picks. If those things happen, Lucas scores 33 or more points, Curry scores 28, eight or more points, you win at prize picks. So go check it out. And if you use the code NBA, you'll get $50 for free if a player in your prize picks entry scores a single point. So you'll win either way. Check it out. It's prizepicks.com. Also, want to tell you about our favorite it's Built Bar. Our favorite protein bar, not our favorite sponsor. Sorry, Built Bar, but we, we love them all. I mean, birthday cake puff has been an incredible bar. They sent us a full box and they're just great. They taste really good. They have the white chocolate on the outside, the marshmallow puff in the middle taste. They actually taste like frosting. Like if you ate that, you'd be like, am I eating frosting or am I eating a protein bar? But here's what's great about them. 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, nine grams of sugar. Think about how much sugar is in an actual candy bar. This one only has nine grams of sugar. And honestly, this is like the highest amount of sugar that's in a built bar. It's just like nine grams. The rest of them are like four grams, uh, six grams, seven grams. There's just not many in these bars, but they still taste incredible. Go check them out at built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 at built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about the Warriors offense. So obviously Steph Curry, an incredible player, an incredible you know playoff performer. He's been... Um, incredibly good for them. But their offense this year is only 17th. They have not been the Warriors that you think of where you're like, oh, it's this free-flowing, incredible offense. They were 17th in the NBA in the regular season in offensive rating. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that, and we'll go through that. But but with Curry on the court, they had a 115 offensive rating, which would rank 6th in the NBA in the regular season. Without him, they had a 109 offensive rating, which would have ranked mm. 25th. So think about that. With Curry on the court, they're the sixth best offense. With Curry off the court, they're the 25th uh, best offense in the NBA during the regular season. Like it, it's a big difference with him on and off this year so far. Yeah, and I mean, when you think of Steph Curry, even the casual fan thinks of three pointers, and this team loves to shoot threes. That's, that's great word association. <laughs> I know. I'm trying here. Um, <clears throat> This team loves to take threes. Obviously, Steph loves to take th- take threes. He's the best three-point shooter of all time. And you look at the team as a whole, though, it's almost the opposite of Phoenix. Of, hey, Phoenix loved to take twos. They love to get in the mid-range. Golden State loves to take threes. In, in a yeah. similar vein, a little bit of Utah, you know, <clears throat> but even kind of similar of Dallas, too. But you look at look at Utah this year and taking their – I mean, you look at uh, Golden State, third in the league at 39 threes a game. They're eighth in the league in three-point percentage. When it comes to two-point attempts, 29th in the league in two-point attempts per game. So just further proves that these, these guys love to launch their threes. Oh, now, yeah. when when Dallas played Utah, we know that Utah loved to do that too. Utah averaged 40 threes a game in the regular season, <laughs> but in the first round, they averaged 29 threes a game. So 10 less threes a game in the whole first round against Dallas. So they shot 36% in the regular season, Utah did. And in the first round series against Dallas, they shot 27%. So if we're due big questions for the series, one of my questions is, can Dallas do this again against Golden State? Can they limit the number of three-point attempts? Can they limit the three-point percentage? That's gonna be that's gonna be absolutely massive. It's it's can they can they limit the, the Warriors because that's what they do really well. They don't take a ton of shots at the rim. They're 25th in the regular season in taking shots at the rim. This is on offense. They're yeah. 25th in the NBA in taking mid-range shots. The only guy on their team that takes mid-range, Curry has taken him a little bit more this year. I've seen him like his usual things where he comes around a screen or he comes off of like a pin down or something. 
and he usually takes a three. They, everybody takes the three away from him, or they try to because he, you know, that's just his thing, word association. And he's been taking a couple more mid range shots this year. But Clay Thompson is like there are one guy that's going to take mid range shots. Um, yeah. Wiggins will take some, Poole will take some, but they don't take a ton overall as a team, 25th in the NBA. But they do take the second most amount of threes in the NBA. 42% of their shots were from three. Yeah. And if you look at that, that awful game um, that they played against the Grizzlies, like where they just got destroyed by 50. Like yeah. 57% of their shots came from three in that game. Like they just, they fall in love with the three in the same way the Mavericks have fallen in love with three at times in games. And you, and you know, you just hope that you win that battle of the three point line. And so that's going to be huge for the Mavericks. With going back to Steph, I think we just look at, let's open up the matchups conversation just real quick. You know, who, who guards Steph? I, I think, you know, it's obviously going to be Reggie or Dorian in that. I think something that we we might see a little Josh Green in the in this series. Yeah, uh, cool. Yep. You know, so so you look back at or even on Steph a little bit. So could be. Um, you look at back at you can't really take a ton from the matchups this season. Okay, I've seen the record thrown out a little bit. It's yeah, you know, the whole three and one. Let me go through that real quick. The Mavs are three and one in the regular season against the Warriors. However, <laughs> the first matchup was January fifth. KP was out for that game, but it was before the KP trade. Yeah, before the trade. Um, Clay was out that game. Porter Jr. was out this game. Tim Hardaway Jr. played 25 minutes for the Mavs. Like, that game, I don't know how much I'm taking away from that. But it's the only game Draymond appeared because in the the next three games, Draymond wasn't in any of them. Clay was out for another one of them. Um, And then one of them happened after the – you know, two of them happened after the the KP trade, and it was Dinwiddie's – fourth game was one of them so it's just there's just not a ton you can take from those regular season matchups yeah so and like you said Draymond didn't play uh in in either of those games but you look at though you look at the fourth quarter February 27th if you if you want to watch a quarter and say "Ooh, did can Dallas take away anything from this February 27th game I watched the whole fourth quarter on yesterday's uh on I watched the whole fourth quarter again yesterday Mavericks won that quarter that's the huge comeback quarter in which they went total, totally small. They put Dorian at the five and yep. said, screw this. And they made the big run almost without Luca. And they won that quarter 33 to 13. And a lot of that quarter, the first half of that quarter, Josh Green was guarding Steph Curry a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just, I, I don't know how much he plays. I just think there's at least a, we were talking about it briefly the other day. It's like, does Josh Green play in this series? I think there's more of a spot for him in this series. I think he'll at least get a shot at it again. Um, hopefully Frank still gets his minutes and stuff too, but I think we'll just see multiple people on Steph. I think we'll see yep. Re- like Reggie or Dorian get that first you know crack at him, but they'll it, probably it's- they'll probably do the same thing they did against the Suns backcourt. They'll like they'll start to they'll start them on certain guys, and then halfway through the series they'll switch them just to you know just yeah. to change the matchup up a little bit, just to change that, and they'll probably do that exact same thing against these guys. So. It's That'll just wild a- to look at the the potential like small ball lineups of this. Like, yeah. there's a real world that the Golden State allows Dallas to go even smaller than what they've been before. Like, I want to see a lineup of Brunson, like Luca, Brunson, Frank, Reggie, and Dorian. Like, <laughs> and I could see that lineup against a Steph, Clay, Poole, Wiggins, Draymond, and Twitter NBA Twitter will freak out because the tallest player on the floor is going to be six eight, and, <laughs> and, be and it's like. And yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on with the NBA thing? But I think we could legitimately see lineups like this in in this series, and everybody switching and Draymond and you know matchups because the biggest matchup question of all is who's going to guard Luca, and they have literally nobody to guard Luca Doncic. Yeah, here are the defenders for Luca. I mean, Draymond is probably the best example, but 
what Draymond is better at is the when the guy that gets when the guy that's guarding Luca gets beat, he's there to help defend or he's there yeah. to direct traffic and direct somebody to come over and help. Like that's what Draymond he's not going to take Luca one on one. That's not going to be what they're going to do. I don't think. Um, yeah. Wiggins is another option. They'll probably throw Wiggins on him for a while. He's got the tools to be a good defender, and he was in college, but he just hasn't been in the NBA so far. He's been better with the Warriors. Um, Porter Jr. is was one that they probably will throw at him a lot, but he's had this right foot thing. He's probable for game one, so he'll probably play, but I don't know how long he's going to play. Uh, Iguodala has this neck injury. He's only played 31 games in the regular season, three out of the first four playoff games, and then he's just been out. And Jonathan Kaminga, Kaminga will get a Kuminga shot. Kaminga is the one that's probably going to get a, a lot of run on Luca, and that's going to be a big wake up call. But if you remember some of these regular season games, Luca did not care about Jonathan Kaminga at no, all, no, 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 and no. just went right at him a couple times. And so it's going to be really fascinating to see because uh, the matchup that the Mavericks really want. There are a couple in this series. So let's talk about who Luka yeah. can attack in this series and how the Mavericks can take advantage of this Warriors defense, even though it's really good. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines and stats and everything for sports and gambling and sports. They have the series up right now. Has it changed at all? Warriors minus 210, Mavericks plus 180. Nope. They still think the Warriors are going to win this series. They also came out with... Um, they also came out with... Where was it? Finals MVP. They came out with today. Um, <laughs> this is a cruel joke. They have this uh, error on the website that says DeAndre Ayton number was number one for Whoa. Finals MVP. <laughs> it's like <laughs> leftover number one for Finals MVP according to Bet Online. Steph Curry plus one ninety. Jason Tatum plus two hundred. Jimmy Butler plus five fifty. Luka Doncic plus six hundred. And then Clay Thompson and everyone else is plus two thousand. So that's the top four right there. Is the best player on each of the last remaining teams. But Luka is the lowest one. So if you're feeling, if you're still feeling confident, like if you don't believe you shouldn't be here, go ahead and put some money on Luka plus six hundred. Put put a hundred bucks down. He wins. You win six hundred bucks. Go check it out. Bet online. Uh, check it out. Check out all the other stuff. They have NBA. They have baseball. They have everything. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Isaac. The Warriors have a really good defense. Number two in defensive rating in the regular season. Um, in the playoffs, it's it's been good as well. Um, they have they have not played a guy like Luca yet, though. There, there are not many like Luca. And I'm looking at these matchups for Luca. Well, they played some stars. They played Jokic. They played Ja Morant for half a series. You know. They, but you can make the sense if they played, they've played some like depleted teams. You know, Ja missed those oh, last few games. Yeah. You know, Denver obviously missing, you know, some key guys in that. And but, now they're going to yeah. play the Mavs without Tim Hardaway Jr. So, like, uh, just another depleted team that just, no, <laughs> that's great. Um, but Luca's going to be able to attack, I think, some of these Warriors guys. He's going to go, oh, yeah. they're going to try to get the switch with Curry. They're going to try to get the switch with Poole. Clay Thompson is not the defender that Clay Thompson has been in the past. He is not like all world. All defense potential, Clay Thompson type guy. I think Luca can attack him. Wiggins is gonna. He's probably gonna be. Wiggins will be the him. primary defender on him. I he's think. gonna be the primary defender, but I think Luca can go at him too. I think that there's just a lot of options for Luca, which we didn't see as many in the in the Sun series. It was just every Maverick going at Chris Paul. But this also means Jalen Brunson can go at some of these guys too, because Jalen Brunson was going at Chris Paul. Jalen yeah. Brunson was going at. You know, Mike Conley, Jalen Brunson was going at some of these matchups too. And so I could see Brunson 
um, going at Steph Curry and just making Steph Curry try to guard him in the post. Like that's not something Steph Curry is used to doing is guarding another guy in the post. That's his same size. You look at how that game seven played out, you know, against Phoenix and we're like, man, there was so much ISO ball. There's not a ton of yeah. assist. We had those three guys that scored a lot of points. I think in a way that's a preview of what this series is going to look like because golden state plays such a good you know, team defense and they communicate so well, they rotate all of that stuff. But like even looking at some of their defensive numbers, like even looking on synergy earlier today, they suck at playing isolation defense. Like they're they're not good at playing isolation the defense. Do? The Warriors do. Yeah. Well, Dallas is really good at it. Yep. So I think it's gonna be this give and take a little bit of I think Dallas will try to exploit that and say, All right, you're you're not very good individual individual like perimeter defenders. So let's go for the switch. Let's try to attack Steph Curry. Luca, do your thing on that. But is it almost a trap at times too of saying, Hey, do ISO all you want? That means you're not trying to get some of these other guys. So I, I'm really I'm really curious on how that part of it plays out because Steph's gonna be the one they try to target, not just Luca. I think, like you said, Brunson, Brunson went at you know Chris Paul a different time, which Steph is you know much better player than you know Chris Paul and better Chris defender Paul, than Chris Curry Paul. Curry right has now. not been a better defender than Chris Paul for his career, though. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say career. I would say at this point, I would take Steph Curry defense over Chris Paul. I mean, we're we're talking about a low bar a little bit. Well, but. he did have the quad injury. <laughs> oh God, here we go. <laughs> But I also don't want this to turn into like, hey, there's taking shots at Steph's defense. I'm not saying that because I've always thought Steph is an hey, underrated defender. Chris Paul's nine-time all-defensive player. Yes. <laughs> like, not right now, though. I'm talking about right now. I know. I took out the happy birthday CP drop, but I should have just thrown it right there. <laughs> I would have thrown it right there if I hadn't taken it out of rotation. couple other things I want to um, look at with this Warriors team is they do play a little faster against the um, – you know, in the regular season, they, they played a little faster than Mavericks, but not too fast. They were 15th in pace. Mavericks were dead last 30th in pace. Like mm. there's a big difference between them. But in the playoffs so far, um, they played a 96.7 pace against the, the Nuggets in their first round. The Mavericks played a 91 like, against the Jazz, way slow. Um, and the Warriors against the Grizzlies, who are just a fast team in general, played a 102 pace. The Mavericks played a 93 pace against the Suns. And so I think they're going to meet in the middle a little bit here. The Warriors play a little bit faster than the Mavs, but pace is not as as big of a deal in this series as it has been in the past between like you know between the Mavs and Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I really wanted to focus on was a lot of these regular season numbers. Like we have not seen this Warriors team, and this was one of the problems with the, with the Warriors during the regular season. Like Clay Thompson finally returned in January. They went seventeen and fifteen when he came back because they were just trying to get him into the swing of things. They were missing other guys. Draymond was out for a while there, and that's the reason why the Mavericks almost passed them up in the standings and got to where they were. Uh, you know, in, in the playoffs, finally, and, and almost got, you know, the, the number three seed. Those they, three guys haven't played a single minute against Dallas this year. Together. Yeah, right. Uh, Curry missed 18 games. Clay missed 50 games. Draymond missed 36 games. You know, Porter missed 19 games. Wiggins missed nine games. James Wiseman's not even a factor and won't be in this series. Like, he's not coming out. Like, he's not coming through that, walking through that door. What's the, what's the Patino game? Like, <laughs> James Wiseman's not walking through that door. They're, they're, they've been missing guys a lot this year. And so we haven't seen this Warriors team as healthy as they are right now. And they're not even fully healthy a lot this season. So there's going to be some different things. They have Poole now, who's a 20-point-per-game scorer. So they have three guys now, Steph, Clay, and Poole, that can all put up 20, 30 in any given night. That's different yeah. than what the Mavericks have faced in the last two series. It's like they, it's like they level up. They had Mitchell in the first series was the only guy to put up 20, like that could put up 20 on any given. And then it was like 
Curry and or then it was a uh, Booker and Chris Paul, and now it's like <laughs> now it's these three exactly. these three wings as far as guards and wings that can put up those kind of numbers. So that's what that's what the the Warriors are looking like, and it, it should be a good matchup for the Mavs. Like honestly, I'm feeling I'm feeling Mavs in six. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That I think there's I think you could ride the line on, on two things with this. You know, somebody texted me and said, "Hey, hey, how are you how are you feeling about this series?" I'm like. I don't want to dismiss the Warriors. Like, no. I don't think anybody should dismiss the Warriors and say, we beat the Suns, then we're just going to steamroll Maps the Warriors. in five, cakewalk, let's go. You're like, no. I could I could listen to some Mavs in five talk. But I just, I want us to give them their due respect of saying, hey, it is Steph Curry, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr, like this team, like they've been there, they've done this before. But I think you can pay the respect and be properly, you know, at least saying, all right, let's, this is going to be a tough, tough matchup, but also say the Warriors haven't looked like the Warriors of the past. Like if no. there's a time that the, that the Warriors look vulnerable in a playoffs, it's right now. It's like, they just haven't looked at like peak Warriors. Now, will they look like that in two games? And we're like, what was we talking? Just about? look at game five against the Grizzlies. No John Morant. They go out there and they get beat by 50. Like, man, yeah. <laughs> this Warriors team there, they have these, they have these games that they just like stink, right? Like everything doesn't work for them the same way in game seven, it didn't work for the Suns. And so if that starts happening for this, this Warriors team, like, I don't know if, if they are, if you know, they have it to be able to come back and to work through like being down like 20 points and stuff like that. It just seems like they kind of just, throw it <laughs> yeah at a certain point so so it's like i'm I'm going into this series i'm more positive i'm more encouraged i'm more excited about it than the phoenix series because phoenix was fully healthy best team in the league all of that yeah. stuff but we went into saying hey if you beat phoenix you can beat anybody and so now i'm walking into this series and say yeah i'm excited man I, i'm i'm encouraged like I, i'm i'm positive going into this series and and i'm gonna pick Dallas to win the series and say, all right, we got this. Like, because they don't have an answer for Luka Doncic. And if this defense plays like continues playing like it did against Phoenix, like that's where, man, it, it's just, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, there, there's some bigger things with the Warriors too. I was looking at different, like they're really good at, at cutting. They're a really good cutting team. I, I want to see the battle when it comes to defending the pick and roll golden state. There's some golden state numbers of them defending the pick and roll that, I mean, you could argue that they're the best in the league at defending that. You could argue the other way that Dallas is the best in the league at running the pick and roll. So who kind of like wins that battle of the pick and roll game? Between the pick and rolls and the threes, like one of those teams is going to win one of those. And it's really going to depend yeah. on, that's really going to depend, the series is going to depend on that. And Warriors run a lot of pick and roll too. So it, it's similar-ish styles. If small ball, shoot a lot of threes, pick and roll, all of the good defense, there's a lot of similarities between the two teams, but it's just, I'm excited for it, man. I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, who I, I've, I've always loved the warriors from afar that I've always loved Steph. You, you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I've always uh, defended Draymond. I've always liked Draymond in a sense of like, man, I, I would like him on my team type of guy. He's going to be hated, you know, as the series <laughs> oh, yeah. as the oh, series sure. goes along, and you know they're going to hate Luca, and I don't know. I'm I, hopefully it's not as bad as the Suns you know, stuff. How that how that stuff played out, but uh, the Suns players or the Suns fans, both. 
Can we say both? We, I mean, we do have a Draymond podcast that's going on during the playoffs. So. Yeah, right. Okay, so here's the other thing is Draymond has a podcast. He'll literally do episodes after games. So make your yeah. second listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I probably will. I probably will be listening. To this. It'll be like the Danny Green thing all over again. <laughs> like, oh, dang, we got to go listen to this. But no, man, I, I'm excited for it. I want to see how, you know, the, obviously Luke has never been on this stage in the NBA yet. And you're kind of getting this, the new superstar, the new face of the league, and Luka Doncic versus the old guard against yeah this you know the Steph, Clay, Draymond these guys been there done that you know is it you know little um, Lakers 2011 vibes a little bit but um, you know just kind of the old <laughs> it's almost guard. like the the anti Thunder in twenty in twenty eleven right like it's, yeah it's like now you have the old guys that were the the three stars that are together and, and it's wild too because. Obviously, there's the We Believe Warriors. Like, there's a lot of storylines into yeah. that to where, like, oh my gosh, what if you beat the Warriors and then you play the Heat? And it's like, these, like, you know, all, <laughs> all the storylines and stuff. All the you, old you, ghosts are coming back. You talked about, you know, like defend, you know, defenders and stuff and how the Warriors don't have wing defenders. If Dallas did beat, you know, Golden State in this conference finals, much different type of matchup in the finals because you'd get Jimmy Butler and PJ Tucker. And on the other side, you get Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah, and, you know, smart. like they have a ton of, you know, wing defenders there. So it'd be a different type of matchup. Small, small thing. If you want to, you know, pick, try to pick who you want to root for in the East, Dallas would have home court advantage against Boston. So, uh, you know, seedings and stuff don't really matter when it comes to final stuff and co- conference. A lot of, you know, it's just records. So they would have home court. Dallas would host game one of the finals if they play Boston. Oh. So uh, that would be. Bill Simmons, come on down. <laughs> but they got to play the Warriors first. This is going to be a tough yeah. matchup for sure. Uh, but there are opportunities for the Mavericks. And this Mavericks team is playing incredible. I mean, you heard. They believe. Yes, sir. Huh? Hell yeah. yeah. No one believe. But everybody in this locker room believes. Everybody in that locker room believes. I think we're going to keep I'm gonna keep playing that that drop over and over again because they believe. And, man, made believers out of me. I, this this Mavericks team can win the finals with, the, with these four teams. Like, one of these four teams is going to win the title. Mavs, Warriors, Heat, Celtics. Unless the world ends. Well, it happened it happened with COVID before. So uh, there you go. We'll have a crossover with Lockdown Warriors tomorrow. And um just watch out for your boys. Your boys got some we got some stuff. We got some stuff cooking. So just watch out for your boys. Some stuff cooking. Stay Chef tuned. Curry. Chef Curry with the pot. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. So boom!